0: Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another bonus episode of Leopold Hunt Talk Radio. Uh, Apologize that we forgot to throw up a bonus episode for the New Mexico draw deadline. Uh, That's on me. Got busy, was traveling, and uh, missed it. But hopefully you saw our YouTube video and all of our other content around that deadline. So, today I want to make sure that we don't miss the Colorado deadline because that is coming up really quick. Uh our deadline there is April 2nd. Um whatever you do, don't miss it. Uh, Colorado doesn't give you any mulligans or anything like that, and don't wait until the last day. But if for some reason you do wait until the last day, uh, their application period is open until 8 o'clock Mountain Standard Time that evening. So, anyhow, before we jump into the Colorado details, want to thank Leopold for making this podcast possible. LeupoldOptics.com. Go there, check out all the new stuff. Orion Coolers, go to OrionCoolers.com. Save 20% by using promo code Randy. Go to GoHunt.com, who is making most of these draw? Uh, podcast possible. Uh, Go to GoHunt.com, sign up for the Insider, use promo code Randy and save $50. Well, get $50 in free store credit. And if you do shop in their uh, gear shop, uh, when you check out as a separate transaction, not your $50 for signing up for the Insider, but any other feature transaction, if you use promo code Randy, You're going to save 10% on anything you buy in that shop other than optics. Optics, you'll save 5%. So, onxmaps.com. Go to (laughs) onxmaps.com. And uh, use promo code Randy when you buy any of their app products, and you will save 20% on that. So, Colorado. Colorado is an amazing state. Uh, Gosh, got tons and tons of elk. Largest elk herd in the country. Uh, depending on what year it is it bounces anywhere from about 240,000 sometimes as high as almost pushing 300,000 and most of those elk are concentrated in the western two-thirds of the of the state so elk densities are super high in Colorado of all the places I hunt there's no place that I've found that is an easier spot or easier hunt for locating elk than colorado the densities are just really really high a lot of changes in colorado this year just like there is every year uh every in every state uh i guess i should say this year there's a slight increase in the application fee uh it went from it's up to nine dollars now for non-residents but that's not the uh the real part of it. Uh the downside is what you end up having to pay for all these other licenses just to build a point there. Uh you now have to buy a qualifying license. Uh qualifying license for a non-resident is probably going to be the small game hunting license, which is now $81.75. So add that to your $9 application fee. And then you also have to buy a habitat stamp for 10 bucks. So you're looking at a little over a hundred dollars to apply in Colorado. And I would suggest that if you're going to apply for elk and build points there, do the same for deer because you're already incurring this cost of this annual small game license may as well get the most out of it. Uh, That's, that's a big change this year. Last year, they lowered the cost, uh, or compared to this year, it was far, far lower. Let's put it that way. And, uh, it was very, very attractive last year, uh, this year. mm, Well, some people, I think when they see what it costs just to build a point, are probably going to back out of Colorado and say, you know, I, I don't think I need that. Uh, other thing about Colorado, some quirky things you need to know is that their state trust lands, they're, they're the little blue lands on your map, are not open to public hun- hunting like they are in most western states. So in Colorado, those state lands require permission of whoever is leasing that state land. And these are state trust lands. For those of you traveling out west, you might think that they're all the same because you have a DNR That owns all the state lands. Well out west we have a fish and game agency. That owns some of the wildlife management properties. But then we have a state land board. Which is in charge of funding the school systems. That own the large chunk of the state lands. So the downside of that is. That in Colorado. You need permission from whoever's leasing that ground. If you're going to go hunt there. And a lot of times that permission is very, very difficult to obtain. Uh, It might require a significant chunk of money. So don't build a hunting strategy based on that. The good part is there are 23 million acres of BLM and Forest Service lands in Colorado. And that provides a lot of other places to go and hunt. Lots and lots of places to go and hunt. I think Colorado can be either a short-term, a midterm, or a long-term strategy, depends on what you're looking for. One of the things that is uh, unique to Colorado is they're the only state that has true over-the-counter uh, hunts that that are for. That, let's see, there's ninety some units that have either archery over-the-counter second rifle season over the counter or third rifle season over the counter and most of those units are over in the west slope area not all but most so what that means is if you don't draw in any of these other states and we're going to probably talk about this in a podcast once all the draw results come out you still have a place to go on elk hunt this fall it's colorado We've done that Colorado over-the-counter hunt, I don't know, four or five times. Uh ton of fun. I, I have a lot of fun when I go there. Uh, yeah, it's crowded, but you can get away from the crowds. Uh, and the elk get away from the crowds, so if you get away from the crowds, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be where the elk are. Uh, those season dates this year, uh, the archery season runs August 31st through September 29th. Uh, and one of the weird things about Colorado is they run their muzzleloader season right in the middle of September. So there's, let's see, September 14th through the 22nd. So there's a period there where there's both archery and muzzleloader hunts going on and at the same time in the same unit. Uh, so just something you want to think about. Most of the muzzleloader tags are, I think all of them are on a draw so they're not part of the -the over-the-counter system uh then colorado in their limited entry units will have uh what they call early season which is a few of the units have early seasons uh some of those are i think this year like october 5th through october 9th something like that then most every unit has a first rifle season, which all the first and fourth rifle seasons are on a limited entry draw. And that this year the first rifle is October 12th through the 16th, the second rifle is October 19th through 27th, third rifle is November 2nd through November 10th, and then the fourth season, which are all limited entry draw is November 13th through the 17th. So, tons and tons of opportunity to go and hunt elk in Colorado just understand that those are our season dates that may or may not fit in your calendar because they're not super long season dates like you see in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. Uh, yeah, they can get pretty crowded. So uh, other stuff you want to know about Colorado, and this applies specifically to the draw. The draw is a true preference point system. So think about It's it's really uh, he or she with the most points gets the tag. Whereas a bonus point system, like some other states have, is almost like a raffle, where if you have five raffle tickets, or five bonus points, and I've got one, you've got a five times greater chance to draw than I do. Where in Colorado, if you've got five points and I've got one point, they're going to get to you and fill whatever the tag quota is and then they're going to drop down to anyone with four points and fill the remaining tags and if there are tags left over they'll go to the three-point level and if there are tags left over they'll go to the two-point level so you can see that if you've got five and i've got one there's a whole lot of people who are going to get a tag before i do at one point point. and it just first come first serve in other words now maybe i shouldn't say it that way Highest point served first that's that's probably the best way to put it uh in colorado if it doesn't fit your calendar you can apply for just a point you don't have to actually apply for one of the hunts uh the code is e-p and then a bunch of nines and then ends in a p uh it's just a a possibility if you say look i i don't i don't want to do that i i don't fit my calendar Uh, Colorado, in some units, you are able to have both a bull tag and a cow tag. So if you're interested in having both in your pocket, because how does it always work, right? You got a cow tag, you see a bull. Got a bull tag, you see a cow. Well, if you take one of each, you don't got to worry about that. Uh, Understand that pretty much all units in Colorado are going to be branch antlered. Uh, bull, and in the regulations, it defines what a branch antler is. Uh, I think wait, they might call it brow tine down there. uh Some states call it branch antler, some call it brow tine. Uh, it, it, it read in the regulations. I think it must have a four or five inch tine uh, protruding from the lower half of the main beam, something like that. Uh, but again, always read your regulations. Don't rely on Randy Newberg in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm scanning over, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm scanning over the strategy article that Go Hunt puts together about Colorado. Really, really uh, uh, a good article. Goes through all the important things you need to know. Group applications, Colorado's unique. A lot of states will uh, average your bonus points if you do a party application. Colorado says... If you do a party application, whoever has the lowest point number of your group, that's what the whole group gets. So say you're a party of three and you got two folks with five points and one person with two points. The whole group goes in with two points. Instead of in another state where it's five, five, and two, that's 12. Okay, they'd average it and say you got four points. No, Colorado says you're going in with the lowest point total of Or whatever number of points the lowest point holder had. Colorado, there's a ton of limited entry units that are very, very hard to draw. And that's why I say Colorado is either a short-term, mid-term, or long-term strategy, whatever you want to make of it. I got into Colorado, I think I did my first Colorado elk application in 1996. Because I flunked out. 19 times before i drew a unit 61 tag my 20th year of applying so that was in 2016 so i'm going back doing the math so anyhow i i ended up with colorado as my long-term plan didn't think that was going to be the case i thought it was going to be more of a mid-term plan but with point creep it ended up being a long-term plan in the interim i hunted over-the-counter elk i believe four times So. Even though I was building points, you can still buy the -the over-the-counter tag and go there and have a ton of fun. Probably put some meat in the freezer and learn a little bit about units, Uh, maybe deer hunt at the same time. I I hold that Colorado has the best meal deer hunting in the West as far as a combination of quality and opportunity. And if you have one of those over-the-counter elk tags, hopefully you also have a deer tag every third or fourth year that you head out there uh, can't say that'll always happen but it's certainly fun to have that in your pocket when you're out there chasing elk um, if you look at the harvest rates there's some really good harvest rates in Colorado considering how much pressure there is there's some units that have decent bull to cow ratios when I'm looking at these over-the-counter units and we'll get into this later in the summer I'm looking at harvest rates and to cow ratios uh, those are the two main things I look at. Um, Colorado will let you return your license uh, and get your points restored. Trying to remember, I think it, you must turn it back 30 days prior to the first day of season. So don't wait around if you say, oh, something happened and I really can't do this uh, to get your points back. Uh, you got to turn your license back in. There's an application fee. Can't remember how much it is, like 10 or 15 bucks the, that you got to pay if you're going to do that. But you, if you're building points or if you have a few points, a lot of these first and fourth season hunts in Colorado, there's some really nice features to those in that you're going to have way fewer people in the field. So you might be hunting a unit that has an archery, second rifle, third rifle over the counter hunt. But if you use your points to draw the first or the fourth rifle, you, you're you using points, but there's not that many people in the field. So the quality of the experience is way, way higher. Uh, for me, uh, right now I'm sitting on, let me see, so I drew do a point in 17 and 18. So I'm going into this year with two points. Uh, it doesn't fit my calendar this year, so I'm going to buy another point. But next year with three points, I'm not going to sit on points and wait forever Odds are I'm burning my my 3 points on a first or fourth rifle hunt in Colorado next year and just know that all right I'm not here looking for really big bulls I'm here looking for you know an average bull and there's not going to be a lot of people in the hills I might do it as the first rifle because the weather's usually nicer I don't know what's more pleasurable than being in the Colorado Rockies in mid October with a rifle and a tag in your pocket uh pretty hard to beat that so the quality of the experience in colorado can be very very good now if you're one of those people sitting on tons and tons of points and here uh, i'm looking at the go hunt uh point totals that each person the by category uh there are a ton of non-residents sitting on a lot of points like right now, if I hadn't burned my points in 2016, 17, 18, 19, I'd be going into the draw right now. And there'd still be over a 1,000 people ahead of me, even with 22 points. There'd be more than a 1,000 non-residents in the front of the line with more than 22 points is what I would have right now. So I say that just to make sure that you're realistic in what points do for you in Colorado. If you're just getting on the point train in Colorado, you are just way behind the curve, and the units that take uh ten points now are probably gonna take twenty points by the time you get ten years down the road. So that was my thinking when I started this. Well, I'm only about four points behind in unit sixty-one, so in about four years I'll draw a tag. Well, No, due to point creep, it was 19 years before I drew the tag. Even though when I started, maybe it took five at that time. I can't remember. It didn't take very many. I thought, oh, I'll catch up to that in a hurry. Nope. There were that many people ahead of me. You know, that many people jumping in every year. So think about that when you're strategizing for Colorado. I'd say Colorado should be everyone's leftover option if you end up not drawing. There's no doubt that colorado should be your your choice your place to go Uh, colorado is super generous with non-residents the percentage of limited entry tags that colorado gives non-residents both for deer and elk is amazing i mean i don't even think they have a cap on non-residents for antelope Uh, there's just one draw and it's the residents non-residents combined so I throw that out there because sometimes people say, oh, gee, you know, these Western states, and I get it that Western states do charge more, do restrict it more. Whole another discussion that we've covered in past podcasts, and I'm sure we'll be asked to cover again in a future podcast, but point is, of all the Western states, Colorado and Wyoming are by far the most generous, with Colorado being even more generous than uh, Wyoming. The... Uh, Colorado breaks their uh, elk populations down by these management units. And the Go Hunt has all these listed as a, what the latest was. I think these are 2017 numbers. But when you look at how many elk there are in some of these herds, it's a crazy, crazy number of elk. Uh, their largest herd has over 42,000 elk in it, and it's the herd up in the northwest corner. Uh, not far northwest corner. Uh, these are uh, unit groups, 11, 12, 13, 23, 24, 25, 26, 33, 34, up in there. That's a very, very big elk herd. And then you get even further north of that, and that's the next herd, uh, units 3, 4, 5, 14, 2, That's got 23,000 elk in it. That, that's... <laughs> That's really, really high elk density. The downside is in some of those areas, there is some public or or private that that makes access a little harder. But if you're good with the GPS uh, and you know how to use your OnX system, it's it's, uh, very doable. In fact, sometimes I look for places like that just for the sole purpose that I know there's not going to be a lot of other people there because one they don't want to walk around the private ground or they just don't know they they didn't invest the small dollar amount of what the the app costs out there at onax so that's colorado in a nutshell um gosh i'm trying to think it's such an easy system to understand relative to some of the other states it's a true preference point system so he or she with the most points gets the tag. There's none of this let's square bonus points and let's this, let's that. I didn't talk about the hybrid draw. Uh Colorado has this thing called the hybrid draw if you want to download their regulations or sign up for Go Hunt, it's all explained out there. Uh it's your odds of drawing a tag in that are so slim. I I don't even waste the time talking about it. I don't even take advantage of it. Remember, uh April 2nd Do not miss that date, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You go and apply online because Colorado no longer accepts paper applications. You're going to see that pretty much every state is going to that. They're saving a ton of money by doing it. They're having fewer errors. Things are just working way, way better that way and paper applications. So, if you're one of the old school folks who'd always wanted to do paper applications, that's not an option in Colorado. I think it's been like that for 2 years now. Uh, remember the fee increase? Ouch. It depends in Colorado, oftentimes the the results come out a little earlier than what they say, but they say the draw results will be available the first week of June. We can go from there. You'll you'll know that you did or didn't draw and then you can jump in on the the whole idea of a, a an over the counter tag that's the beauty of colorado that's why hunt elk every year is possible that's why we've been doing these podcasts these uh youtube episodes uh it is possible and colorado is one of the reasons why it's possible they have so much opportunity there for everybody uh, whether you draw or don't draw you can still go elk hunting so anyhow Appreciate tuning in. Quick reminder, uh, this one's going to get posted up not long uh, before the the deadline in Colorado. So you better turn it around quick if you want to be in on the Colorado draw. Thanks for listening.